Blog Talk Radio. Yo. They may not like us, but they will respect us. Nevada, 
I only live in Las Vegas for, you know, four or five days out of the year, but that still counts. I'm from Michigan. So, you know, you can just imagine how uh, how uh, mentally fucked that is. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I've got Robert Fall and Angel Richards about to come on here. Number to call in, 718-664-6482. For everyone expecting to hear Mojo tonight, um, got a text message from her. She's feeling a little under the weather since Friday. So we rescheduled that show for a couple weeks from tonight. So I'll finally be talking to Mojo, Tasha Hill on the show. Anyhow, uh, certain uh, people have asked me, why I never do my uh, questionable lyrics skit anymore? Because when I started doing the show last year, they, a lot of people were enjoying that. Well, you know, um, I don't know. It was basically because I was really getting into it with the uh, guests and want to want to give the guests as much much time as possible. But fuck, you know, I I made a little short one here. It was like three minutes. Everyone is a fan of that skit. This is a questionable lyrics, so y'all can stop bugging me. <laughs> to, to do it, just uh, here it is, and uh, Robert Fallen Angel Richards coming on in about three and a half minutes here on Jamie Joshua Live. Get back, get get you some drinks ready. I got some beer, some margaritas here. I'm gonna try to get drunk and probably succeed. <laughs> Have you ever been listening to something when out of nowhere something happens and you become really confused by what you just heard? This is questionable lyrics. <laughs> I'm DMX, but my name ain't Dave. Step to my title and I'll crash away. <laughs> I'm DMX, but my name ain't Dave. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is how afraid everyone was of DMX. Like, I'm sure there's many people in the studio, and but nobody was going to be like, man, you know, like, <laughs> this is the first song on the album. Like, can you bring out, like, better lyrics than that? <laughs> Uh, who the fuck, Dave? Why? Like, I'm CMX, but my name ain't Dave. Okay, this right here, this 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 isn't lyrics, but um, this is the intro for the We Are the Streets album by The Locks. Here in the depths of the ghetto of Yonkers, asking people how they feel about The Locks, and here are some of the answers we got. Yo, this is Skid Mark. Fuck them niggas, The Locks. What the fuck you doing in my hood anyway, you motherfucking cracky? Get get the fuck out of here. I ain't feeling them niggas anyway. They ain't from the streets. This is my street. I hate the fucking locks, man. This is fucking rock. I never liked their first album, and I damn sure know I ain't gonna like the next one. Fuck them all. I see them on my block. His gunshots is old. Fucking old. Hey, yo, what's up, man? This is not God Jenkins, nigga. I ain't feeling them kids in locks, man. The nigga talking all that gangster shit and all that, man. Yo, fuck that, man. Yo, I'm looking for them cats, man. Word up, man. Okay, now, uh, why would you... Why would you start your album by having a bunch of people say how you suck and you ain't shit and fuck you guys? <laughs> it keeps going and going. Yeah, yeah, this is pop. Pop, pop, you in the back of your fucking skull. Them movies ain't never move a brick. They wouldn't move powder to a baby convention. Styles, pussy. Kiss, pussy. Shake, pussy. This is not the way to put over, <laughs> put a group over. 
Oh, you guys say shit. <laughs> Hey, yo, fuck them niggas. Them lots of niggas ain't shit. Them lots of niggas ain't never been shit. They ain't never gonna be shit. Fuck them niggas. Fuck each and every one of them bitch-ass niggas. It's 2-7. Fuck them lots That music is garbage. And going back in my mind, like, this isn't even the first time that something like this has happened. Yo, Dre, where's a goddamn drum machine? Aw, oh, shit, I left the motherfucker with Pooh. You dumb motherfucker, what the fuck we gonna do now? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, man, I got some drums in the back. What the yeah. fuck is he talking about? Do it look like we can play some fucking drums? Man, I can play the drums. Bullshit. Man, I used to fuck it up at Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. That guy Bullshit. Get this nigga some sticks. 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 Yo, fuck it up, yellow. <laughs> 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 well, you know. Now look at me, I'm a crazed bitch with a case of profanity pitch. Now look at me, I'm a crazed bitch. <laughs> He's calling himself a bitch. Why? Why? And this has been questionable lyrics. Yeah. Live here on the air. Um Robert, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. It's good to be back on the show. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that as as you're waiting to, on the line. Uh, would you ever, as, an, as a guy that handles talent, would you ever say it's a good idea to just have a bunch of people come on in the beginning of their album like, fuck you, <laughs> you guys suck? <laughs> Not at all. That is very terrible. <laughs> so anyway, it's a new year, 2015. Uh, Buckeyes, national champions. You got that song for the show tonight from Deuce One. Yes, sir. That that was a song that was no. actually featured on Ten TV News. Shit, I, I didn't see it. I, I only watched a little four thirty to five in the morning sometimes. And what is with people saying that we destroyed the whole city? Like all these people from out of town, all. Well, Buckeye fans can't celebrate but they destroyed the whole city or they burned a couch or something. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, once they got the liquid Annie up in them, anything's bound to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so 2014, looking back on that, like, uh, what was your most memorable moment of 2014? Doing, doing the show at Scully's with Jelly Roll. That that was my favorite favorite part of 2014. Oh yeah, that's that that's that like a what was the biggest thing? I, I just had a Justin a Devious T on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about that how how big that night was, and uh, hoping to have a, a Jelly. Do, do you have any idea when he's coming back here? Because I know he's. He's setting up a tour right now. Right now, um, I believe Justin's working on setting setting up the tour for spring to come through Columbus. But yeah, hopefully not, more not, than one, more than one venue. I hope. Not sure on the exact date or not yet. Yeah. So, any uh, major shows coming up that you can tell us about? You are sure oh, of because. Oh, absolutely. We we have uh, Bubba Sparks in April at the Al Rosa Villa, and we're doing the Midwest Mini Gathering 5, February 13th at the Al Rosa Villa. 
Oh yeah, Bubba Sparks. Uh, love that song, uh, Deliverance from Hell. I had the first album, first Bubba Sparks album. Well, what's up with the mini gathering of the uh, Juggalos? What about that? It's a show through DC Promotions and the Six One Four Villains. It's it's basically a local showcase. There's prizes to win. There's going to be free food for everybody. Lots of lot, lots free and food? lots of different stuff. Oh yeah, free food. I'm there. <laughs> now the anyone we know of performing at that particular show? Oh yeah, Slink the Sapphire King, of course. Um. I don't, I don't have the full lineup in front of me at the moment, but I, I believe uh, Face and Face and BTK is going to be playing, and uh, the Six One Four Villains—they're going to close out the show. Okay, yeah, and uh, on the music front, uh, any collabs coming up to uh, look out for? You know, on oh, music. Yes, uh, we got three collabs in the works right now. One with King Buck from Kings of Real. We we got one with Miss Miss Ree of Darkworks Entertainment, and we're working with with an artist by the name of Icy Jake on another collab. Oh fuck yeah! I, I just had King Buck on the on the show. Uh, you heard that shit? Um, that that show I did with him a few weeks ago. You heard that song, uh, Can't Breathe? Yes, sir. I actually got yeah, to see a little sneak peek of it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get serious here here in a minute and talk about uh, what happened with uh, K-Money. But uh, if you could just, uh, if, if you feel okay about talking about that, telling that, the story, because I'm unsure. Like, I've only heard certain things and then a little bit of what you told me when I saw you at that show last month. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy, but uh, let's let's play a little uh, King Buck here for a minute, and then we'll get into that. All right. Someone please speak to me 
You know, like uh, we mentioned names and stuff, but uh, you know, we have, we have the show here, so we could just play something for the artist <laughs> at the drop of the dime. Let motherfuckers know oh, how yeah. good someone really is. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, last time I had you on the show, uh, K Money. Well, a lot of people called in, <laughs> but uh, K Money actually called in. You know, he's it's like a nice guy, talented rapper, artist. So uh, it was upsetting to me to hear about this situation that happened if you could just tell the story what's going on yeah right now he's going through court dates and stuff for aggravated robbery that he did not do um more or less he he was at a bar things happened and his a gun came into play he, he's working on his court dates and stuff and we're hoping to see him out very very soon yeah, no, this is uh, very unfortunate because uh, I know he just moved back here to Ohio and everything. Yeah, he came back. He came back from Fremont to start working on his music career and taking music a lot more serious, and this ended up happening. Uh, hopefully that all goes well, but, I mean, uh, how long were it? Initially, I heard something crazy, like a crazy number, like he could he could potentially be doing years because of this incident, and not even for something that he did, but a tech, like a legality, like they could charge him with this, even though that wasn't at all what was going on, and that's the situation. Yeah, it's Ohio stupid gun law. No matter what, if you have a gun in possession of you while you're doing a crime. It's automatic six years, no matter what, just for the gun. Plus whatever the prosecutor wants to give you on top of that. Okay, yeah, so it's shitty. But uh, let's uh, lighten the mood here a little bit. I've been doing this with everyone that's been coming on the show lately. Uh, the top five worst rappers. Now, oh, you boy. have five. You have five of the worst rappers you ever heard in your in your life. Uh, who's number one on your list of top five worst? Young Thug, without a doubt. <laughs> I see it. His name has come up. I mean, I, I, I've been fortunate enough I haven't had to hear any Young Thug at this point. Like, how shitty is he? How, how does he sound? Like, like, can you imitate his rapping? What's that, Jamie? 
can you like do can you can you like rap a young thug right now like what does he sound like what is he just shitty does he have terrible voice and no lyrics or garbage like it's not exactly like his voice it's the lyrics that he puts out <laughs> okay number two on your list of worst rappers chief keith Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Chief Keef, a real shitty name for a real shitty rapper. <laughs> I mean, what is it you don't like about him the most? I mean, he was 17 years old talking about selling drugs and committing crimes that he's never done, and I don't find that shit attractive. <laughs> the, okay, uh, move, number three. Lil Wayne. Choose from. Lil Wayne. Uh. What makes him make the worst list? Just his voice. His voice. <laughs> Young money. <laughs> Not something you want to listen to vocally, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Number four. A soldier Boy. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time Soldier Boy makes the list. And do you remember the uh, Turn Your Swag On shit? Which yeah. literally was not even on a rap song. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the world of my story. <laughs> oh, just the drizzling shit. <laughs> and then number number five and the worst rappers, Robert Twink, Fallen Angel Richard. Twink the Sapphire King. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a joke. All right, so I got some random questions for you. Just from not knowing, just because I haven't known you for a long time, so maybe maybe there's something from the past that may, you know, give some interest. Uh, Like, have you ever been in a tornado or been near where a tornado was hitting? Yes. You have? Shit. Yeah, it's random out of the blue. I thought it was about nine thirty. Just asked these. What happened there? I, I was just a little kid, and all I remember was my mom telling me to go down in the basement that things was about to get terrible out. Shit, tornado! I only seen like one. one you know, there's been some touchdowns kind of close to me, but I never had to like scurry down to the damn basement. Like it's going down. <laughs> I thought it would be terrifying. Oh, it was pretty terrifying being just a little kid and the wind blowing terribly and the doors flying open. It was terrible. (laughs) So maybe this has happened. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Oh, yes. If I get stung by a bee, call me an emergency squad, please. (laughs) I've never been stuck by a bee. I don't know. Bees, bees must like me, but I've, I've heard it's terrible. And it, you know, especially if you get that like reaction, like allergic reaction or something. Like, uh, oh yeah. I remember a wasp. A wasp landed on my friend Danny's neck. We told this story on the radio show. It just landed on his neck, and before I could even warn him about it, he's just like, "Ah, oh, shit!" <laughs> just like, wow. Stung by a wasp. But uh. Another, one more random question before we get back to the good stuff. Uh, um, prostitution. Uh, your, your, prostitution. Your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts on prostitution? 
it's very nasty, and I don't I don't see why people would want to put themselves out there to be exploited like that. Very nasty. Yeah. But they, I know one guy, Brian. If you get What's the that? phone book, you know you can you can get the phone book here delivered every year to your door. There's prostitutes in there. You just call them. My friend Brian called one one day. You know, the woman showed up with a pimp and everything, standing outside. <laughs> but um, he just felt so dirty after he did it. <laughs> but, um, oh, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. For my cousin for her birthday one year, like it was supposed to be a prank. But me and one of my other cousins, we called an escort service and had two girls delivered for her. Well, that was that. Uh, it was supposed to be a prank, but did it end up being well received? No, it it, it ended up uh, turning out the pimp wanted money or something. Uh, a little shit on my face, I can't do. <laughs> um, 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 like tonight, I started off the show saying how Mojo was going to be on, but uh, you know. Had to reschedule. Like, has any a uh, thing like this like uh, been aggravating as a promoter to you? Like, you're trying to set up an event or set up something like scheduling changes. You have to make them, and and then once you have an event, like you have to tell everybody, well, it's not actually going to be on this date, but now this date. Like, does that stuff happen like often or occur like frequently or piss you off? Yeah, I'm going through something like that now, but it's with a venue. They they originally gave me January 16th, and it ended up turning into January 31st. Then they changed it again to April 18th, and I'm at the point now where I don't even want to do it. <laughs> well, at least, like, at, least not, <laughs> at least not with that club. I, I refuse to go back there. Yeah, that's, that's a... That'd be a pretty shitty and frustrating part of your your job here. Oh, absolutely. By the way, I'm only going to say that one time, and that's because D1 had brought something up about that. (laughs) Shout out to the D1. Uh, Yeah, you you actually said it earlier, though. Well, I I didn't catch it earlier. I was only trying to look at it one time. We'll have to listen back to the show, but I heard it. You did actually say it. Well, you know, it's what it's what it's what people say when they answer questions. Like LeBron James says it all day. So I don't know why. Yeah, everyone thought it was funny. <laughs> You're saying absolutely. This is one of those things. <laughs> but, uh, okay, uh, you drinking right now? You got you got any beer? Are you drinking tonight for a show? I always drink when I do the show. Well, tonight I'm playing it safe, and then I'm sticking to my ice-cold Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Pepsi guy, not a Coke guy. Oh, no. no there. <laughs> Can't really uh, chug Coke, you know. Um, brutal. They, they used to put a uh, crack in it, so I hear. Oh, w- way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And Ronald Reagan created crack, according to Kanye West. <laughs> factoid there, but uh, what is what is your favorite beer when you are drinking? What's your favorite beer? Bud Light. Bud Light, yeah, Bud Light's good. Like Bud Light, but my favorite beer is my next. <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, another question here. Uh, 
I had a protege as a manager, James Marshall, on the show back early, long ass time ago. But I asked him, like, uh, how being out in the business and, uh, you know, being a promoter and just, just being out there in club life and then, you know, trying to come home. And uh, he was having some issues with the, his woman at the time, so he kind of spoke on it. But, uh, you know, how is, uh, you know, being a promoter, is it, does this affect your uh, relationships and, and trying to, you know, have some kind of home life? In the, in the past, it has affected it because my significant other doesn't always want to come out to the shows and, and stuff and support my dreams and what I want to do. Yeah, because she's not a not a fan of it, or, or, or is it the thing where you got to have find someone that's in the business? <laughs> because a lot of people in like like say pro wrestlers, they only date other pro wrestlers. Or like, you know, something like that. I th- I think I maybe they just saying. wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know how relationships are. That's a double-edged sword. Okay. It, it can be. Even like uh, working like uh, with rappers, you know, like I'll have fights and shit, like working on projects with different people, like it. One person sees things one way, and then, you know, if you, when you're, you know, you have a vision and you uh, really feel like this is going to be dope, and then the other person just like says a complete opposite thing that you believe is whack, <laughs> and that just kind of happens. It turns out like that, and you, you butt heads and get in the fight. So I mean, like uh, when creative people and stuff get in, get into a, a situation, and uh, they both have an opinion, and uh, you know, as to how that they believe makes it good, then, yeah, it's just kind of a recipe for disaster. Right. Well, shit, I just mentioned pro wrestling. Uh, Royal Rumble's next Sunday. Uh, Only 30 people in it, so I'm going to call you out and ask you who you think the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to be. Here's your prediction. Give a one in 30 chance. Um, well, my 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 choosing, I believe he's going to come out at number thirty, and and take it on home. Sting. Sting, actually in the Royal Rumble and winning the whole damn thing. Yeah, he he started um hitting at his return back at what was it Survivor Series? Yeah. I mean, if they were smart, they would do that. But, you know, I just don't trust Vince anymore. I just don't trust his, uh, I think he's kind of a um, losing grip with what people actually want to see. And, with the, uh, you know, if someone isn't Vince's and WWS creation, you know, they don't they don't really want to push him. So I was surprised Ric Flair won the title, like, back in, <laughs> back, back when he was in WW, WWS back in 92, Whatever it was, but uh, uh, see, I don't, I don't trust it. I, I think they're gonna go with Roman Reigns or now and Daniel Bryan back, possibly him or uh, uh, you know, split co-winners of the Rumble just because you know they don't want to piss anyone off, kind of like how they did last year, triple threat at WrestleMania. So, but it would be tremendous if Sting actually was in it, won it. So, we'll see how you but, your prediction plays out. But Jamie, you know they really haven't haven't had a split decision in the Rumble since 
I believe, 2004. Yeah, yeah, it was a Batista Cena. Yeah, Batista and Cena, and it ended up, they ended up having an actual match, and Batista got the three count and went on to WrestleMania. But both John Cena and, and Batista ended up going to WrestleMania and winning winning their titles. Yeah, so it's safe to say whoever wins the Rumble will be in the main event, but they like to change things like a month later. But, uh, yeah, that'd be good shit. If a Sting one, I, I certainly think it'll be on the show in some way, especially since they fired everybody that is the authority coming back. But um, but what are some of your favorite uh, uh, moments in wrestling? Your favorite matches? Re- WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Shit, you know, I was uh, I was real little, but I was actually watching it through someone's window. Like, like the hilltop creeper would do. Uh, somebody <laughs> that lived by me was watching it, and I was looking through the window. I think the first WrestleMania I actually watched was uh, live was WrestleMania Five. You know, I've just watched wrestling my whole life. And one of my other favorite matches was in WCW was the Chamber of Horrors match. <laughs> You laughed. You know, you know about that. Yeah, I laughed because of the ending where, uh, you know, Cactus Jack goes up to uh, flip the uh, switch and, you know, burn Abdullah the Butcher. And there's a lot of boss moments <laughs> in that match <laughs> that uh, made it kind of crazy. Like, uh, you know, somebody's going to die here and be sent in an electric chair. And then Abdullah the Butcher just actually gets up and just starts fighting with Cactus Jack. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're not actually dead. <laughs> I don't know, but it was a Halloween pay-per-view. <laughs> so they kind of got away with it for that. <laughs> yeah, that was Halloween. Did, uh, <laughs> did you ever see the uh, uh, King of the Ring 2000? Yeah, was it 2001? But it, it was Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon. And that was just sick as fuck. That's when Kurt Angle won the King of the Ring, right? No, this is, this was one where he was just in a match with a, a Shane McMahon, and he goes to like, you know, suplex him, falls on his head, and he's trying to just suplex him through the glass set, and then eventually he just does it again harder. And <laughs> I'm like, wrestling's fake. <laughs> no, it's not, because he actually couldn't break this glass, so he just kept suplexing him through it and throwing him through it until he actually broke this glass, and Shane McMahon was just bloody, bloody as all hell. And, I don't know, it was brutal. Like, <laughs> that's that's one of me and I'm actually at DVT's uh, favorite matches here time, I don't know, <laughs> a few weeks ago. But, uh, CM Punk actually... Uh, you know who Sam Punk is. You know he just signed with UFC. Uh, like, how do you think he's gonna do in the UFC, coming from one world to the other? Let's hope he can do better than Brock. Well, Brock Brock did pretty good. Uh, win one fight, lose next. Win one, lose next. I think they catered to him. You know, <laughs> and they they wanted him to be the champion because it's such a big pay per view draw. Like, uh, you know, other other people had to. Uh, fight for years to beat 10 people to get a title shot. So, I mean, right. certain things the U.S. are definitely uh, fixed and staged, and 
I don't care who says they're not. They are. <laughs> as far as the main event scene and what's going to draw money, they definitely uh, um, fix those fights and prearrange and make sure that they're going to happen so they can make money. Any multi-million dollar business, uh, you know, people would be a fool to think that, you know, things like that are, are just left to chance. Like, I don't believe anything's left to chance. You know, would you leave anything to chance if you're throwing a big show? You know, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> No. You'd make sure that everything's protected. But yeah, CM Punk, uh, I don't know, he's trained in jiu-jitsu, everything that's, that's been for years. Um, he probably will not get a uh, somebody that has a lot of experience in his first fight because, again, they're smart, and they they, they know he's a draw. They know he's going to sell pay-per-views. So that's, oh, that, that's going to sell tickets. Who do you think? Okay, another prediction here. You said Sting will win the Royal Rumble. You even said he'll enter at number thirty. Number thirty. The Royal Rumble. So anybody watching the Royal Rumble next Sunday? <laughs> anybody watching that next Sunday is going to be real pissed at you when Sting isn't number thirty. <laughs> You're going to get backlash now from this. You're going to get damn it. You said last week on the show. I apologize if he's not number thirty. I, I don't read the spoilers and stuff. I like it to be a surprise, but. From what I've learned about the Rumble, a lot of crazy surprises could happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying kind of, away from of, spoilers, too. I'm staying away from them, too, right now, because I want to be surprised. It, it would be kind of like the year that uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Superfly Jimmy Snook it came out back-to-back and started a 20-year rival all over again. Yeah. Yeah, if they're smart. No, I don't know if you're working with them on the low and writing the yeah, Royal Rumble with the creative team. But, you know, as far as get another prediction from you here, and I'm doing the post-show next week. You're, you're going to watch this next Sunday, Royal Rumble? I'm, I'm actually going to call in. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody watching it, you know, it's fun doing the show because I know a lot of good shit will probably happen. So I'll be doing the post-show next Sunday at 11, live. want to see everyone what everyone thinks about whatever just happened, King winning the Royal Rumble or not. Uh, but the one match I've, I mean, Lesnar is my pick. But uh, who do you think is going to win Lesnar, Cena versus now Seth Rollins? It, it'll most likely be Lesnar because because he's 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 one of the bigger guys going into it. But it's the Rumble; anything could happen. It, w- it wouldn't shock me at all if Cena or Seth Rollins won. It wouldn't shock me if I knew that the uh, Lesnar for sure is leaving because, uh, you know, his contract is up. Like, his last scheduled day is the day after WrestleMania. You know, he's done his time. He could re-sign with the UFC if he wants to. I think it's going to come down to whoever's going to pay him the most money if he stays with WWE or but if he loses, my my whole thought is going to be, well, that means he's leaving. <laughs> he's going back to USC. But but Jamie, that's the thing. Like you you got to think about it. If Dana White's going to let him come back or not? Yeah, I think he wants him back. <laughs> I think he does a good business pay per views. How I how I look at it though, if anybody from the WWE should have went to the UFC. It should have been Kurt Angle years ago. Oh yeah, he would have uh, 
he would have done some damage. I think maybe why he didn't go was because at the time, right before he signed to a uh, wrestle, it was USC really wasn't that big yet, like like how it is now. Like I think if it was a, you know, if if it was how it was now, he definitely would have done that. And that's a guy that could have definitely done some damage, like you're saying. Him and Bruce Lee. <laughs> I feel like Bruce Lee would have been fucking people up in the UFC. <laughs> of course, it didn't exist in Bruce Lee times. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bruce Lee would have definitely retired retired undefeated. So uh, who, who do you like? Who, who's some of your favorites uh, right now in WWE? That's kind of hard. Well, it's really not a person that's with the WWE right now. I don't know if it's a storyline or what, but Ryback. Ryback, yeah. Feed me. He's definitely still with him. Him being fired is is strictly story for Sting to come back and have a reason to come back. That's my feeling on it. Because uh, these were the guys that uh, uh, screwed Triple H over. So uh, uh, when Sting did that Survivor Series, you know, Triple H had the uh, grudge, so he fired all the people that, <laughs> that were on the team. So uh, Ryback is definitely still employed. Definitely underused, too. They only use him for, like, the late, you know, end-of-the-year time. Like, every year, right. October, November, December, he comes back, he's in main events, and then they kind of push them to the side. Like, that kind of thing always happens where, like, they get Batista or Rock the main event spot. <laughs> and all these other guys, you know, get pushed to the side. Which is is uh, Batista still with the WWE? Hmm? Is Batista still with the WWE? I haven't heard nothing from him in a while. I know he left to do that movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was supposed to come back. <laughs> but he didn't. So, like, that was the last I heard about him. Like, cause, you know, he, he quit on TV, which is, you know, not really quitting. That's his part of, like, giving him a reason to leave so he could go out and, you know, do the whole movie thing. But he was supposed to come back, but he didn't. So that's, that's interesting. You know, maybe he'll pop up in the Rumble again, which, you know, might piss some people off. <laughs> do the last year. I, I'd love it myself. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and I don't know where Randy Orton's been, so I'm kind of looking for him to kind of slither his way back into things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just about out of time here. Shit. You want to send any shout-outs here before they uh, cut us off here in about a minute now? Um, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Slink Sapphire Team, DBST, Columbus Entertainment Agency, and um, I also wanted to say happy birthday to my girlfriend. I, I promised her I would do it on the air. Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, okay, shit. How much time are we at? Uh, <laughs> what do you think about uh, – uh, Yeah, the, there's still, like, ten more things I want to ask you. I got time for, like, one more. So it's like, how do you pick? <laughs> um, yeah, last time I had you on the show – um, I was doing a show about Tupac, who killed Tupac, like right after the show with you. And um, I also did a show, though, one of my other interests is uh, September 11th. I had 
D1 on last Sunday talking about that. Like, do you think the government covered things up? Do you, do you think that black boxes were found? Like, do you have an opinion on 9-11 or a conspiracy and all that, or do you care, or, you know, just brush it off? Or... Absolutely. That, that was a major government cover-up. Those black boxes are supposed to be indestructible, and none of them's ever been found. And just to top it all off, Tower 7 was nowhere near the crash site, and it still went down. Mm-hmm. That and watching yep. different, video, different videos from the news footage, before the towers go down, you see a flash as if it's TNT. Then the buildings go straight down. Yeah, too many uh, 